I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Non-Human Biologics, the podcast that sneaks a virus onto your computer and uploads all of your data to our podcast servers. Uh, and we're back with uh, more of the X-Files, I'm excited to say. Uh, we're, we're here. This is kind of a weird one, Chris. How are you, Chris? I haven't, I haven't talked to you in a long time. I'm doing are, okay. You're doing I'm good? doing okay. okay. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I've been, been, I've been better. I've been worse. So I guess yeah. I'm doing okay. See, Hey, listen, listener, see the outtakes, okay? See the outtakes, yeah. For the, the outtakes that we weren't going to record and then managed to spend 20 minutes on. Um, last week, we had a ghost story. Uh, and yeah. this week, we just have an AI story. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just kind of going through some some stories. I for... love that we're just skimming the surface of like the sci-fi tropes, and I mean that. Like, I don't think this episode or the previous episode are particularly like fascinating. Um, but I just love that we're just doing it. We're just like, yeah, we're gonna do the AI story on this one. Yeah, we're gonna do a oh, ghost story on this one. It's just it's something. It's charm. There's a charm to it. You know, maybe it wasn't charming at the time, or maybe it was um, more interesting at the time. But I'm just I'm having a good time. It's interesting because the last couple of years have introduced us to AI in a very real way that's affected people's lives for the first time. Yeah. Like artificial intelligence has been kind of out there. You know, we, we've, 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 we've had computers fight chess players. We've had computers on jeopardy. Nobody really cares about that shit. It's pretty low stakes. Uh, but th- for the first time in the last couple of years, like we've seen artificial intelligence, like literally gathering up people's copywritten material and then reutilizing that into a new Mm -hmm. form without permission or royalties or payments or anything drastically affecting people's lives we've seen like in the last year we've seen studios uh demanding that actors license their voices uh, and their likenesses so they can create these artificial images of them without having to pay them Uh, that was a huge thing in the writer's strike we've seen this in the video game industry a lot like video games are now you really relying on artificial intelligence driven voice lines and voice putting voice actors out of work uh Mm -hmm. and it's fascinating to me that like all of this stuff is happening in 2024 and we go back to 1993 (laughs) where this show that where this show is just like what if it took over the air conditioner (laughs) what if it had the ac what What, what, if it was putting what if it could control the elevator honestly that's better i never thought that in 2023 2024 i would be such an ai hater but here i am and and I'm glad that Mulder killed the AI with a gun in this I, episode. I'm glad that we shot the AI with a with a bullet. I'm glad that we. Did I don't know this. about you, but me and my friends would have killed that AI with hammers. Okay. Uh, real quick, I just want to thank everybody over at Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/Monster of the Week is our is our landing page. Uh, you can sponsor us for a couple of bucks a month and get access to our Discord server, access to these episodes early. We have a bunch of exclusive content that I dispensed an inordinate amount of time organizing over the over over December. Um, so. So please go check that out. Leave ratings and reviews, all that stuff. We very much appreciate it. And um, Chris, what's what happened last time on the X-Files? Well, last time on the X-Files, Mulder and Scully took on a ghost with potential ties to a terrorist organization. Truth. Um, after borrowing another $11,000 from the FBI, Mulder took part in the oldest of hunk traditions ghost hunting no twist no surprise it was just a ghost haunting a lady and killing terrorists which somehow seems the closest thing to an actual case these two have worked on all season we love to just hunt a ghost uh this week we're dealing with the x-files season one episode seven ghost in the machine a computer with highly advanced artificial intelligence begins to kill in order to preserve its existence after it is deemed too inefficient to continue controlling the workings of an office building <laughs> I forgot i forgot i forgot about that part because it's been a little bit because uh, it's not like the office building 
building is connected to the internet. It's not like it's getting out on the web. You know, this yeah, is yeah. this was just like an an, an intranet situation. <laughs> this episode aired on October 29th, 1993. It was uh, written by Howard Gordon, Alex Gonza, and directed by Jared Friedman. We should mention just because of our ties to the supernatural community that there's a couple of different supernatural people in here. Um, Brad oh. Wilzik, the computer programmer, notably plays a Zazel in the Supernatural series, uh, oh. which which is fun. Uh, it's just always fun. Like there's these were both filmed in Vancouver. We're going to see this a lot. Someone on our Discord, uh, apologies, I can't quite remember the name right now. I started a spreadsheet, uh, but there's a lot of crossover when it comes to these two. So it's just always fun to copy to, to yeah, definitely to mention it, call it out. We're going to start at Eurisco World HQ. We have a programmer arguing with a suit. Uh, you can you can kind of tell the differences immediately. We got like this kind of not quite hipster in which you would say in I think the modern day language, but obviously like a like more of a hippie ish kind of programmer yeah. arguing with this like businessman about the direction of the company. Um, I mean, we've got like we've got a Mister wearing a suit, and then we have this guy named Brad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. the difference right there. Brad's never been called uh, Mister in his life. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And it's clearly it's the corporate suit versus like the you know kind of wacky genius type. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And the suit is saying like you don't even own this company anymore, man. Like you've already sold it. Like what do you what do you, what, you don't have a say in this? Um. And then later we see the the suit writing a memo because that's what suits like to do. They write a lot of memos, Chris. Uh, they, but he wants to terminate the COS project because it had been losing so much money. Uh, and then we get these like shots of what the COS project is, which is just like a server mm-hmm. uh, with like some. It's just some a big old server with some glowing like, dials, TV screens, and yeah, glowing and some, dials. <laughs> I think I, I bought like a little music synth toy uh, to, to play mm-hmm. with in my spare time, and like it looks exactly like that. <laughs> like, yeah, it looks yeah. exactly the same way. Um, and as it's the COS, just a giant CO- synthesizer. <laughs> it's just a giant synthesizer. Uh, the COS project. Uh, turns on the faucet in this dude's private bathroom um so the guy goes in and then of course it's a private bathroom for a suit so he has a phone in there so the phone rings mm-hmm. and we start we hear something on the phone we can't really quiet the lights shut off the door closes and locks him in he's trying to use a manual key but when he tries that it creates some sort of electrical charge and blows this dude back into the mirror killing him uh, yeah. so the, the cos project i think immediately we're we're, we're supposed to believe that brad program the cos project to kill this man we don't know especially since a robotic voice then goes file deleted after owning this guy yeah yeah the electronic voices in this is extremely funny i very much love it uh then we get hit with our opening and then so this ends with the title card uh the truth is out there now that could be every freaking episode but i don't remember seeing it since like episode one i do remember seeing this before but maybe maybe it plays literally every episode and i'm just uh, being a dum-dum uh but I noticed it on this one, and I thought, "Ooh, we gonna get like a serious alien thing on here?" No, uh, uh-uh. uh, it's no. just the fucking AI. So maybe it plays every episode. I honestly don't know. I'm always taking notes, so what do I know? It, I believe it does. Just to just to help you out, I believe it. I believe it says the is out there at the end of every episode. So. Uh, Jeremy, please delete. Not that going last to delete sentence. any of any of that. You're not gonna make make the listeners listen to all of that just shouting at their radio. Chris, it's there every time, as everybody Damn is it. doing right now. Uh, we go back over to the FBI headquarters of Washington, where we we meet a new man. This is Jerry. Uh, he is stealing candy and looking for Mulder. Uh, and when they find each other, they they give each other a hug. They were former partners. Um, mm. Jerry introduces himself to Scully, offers to buy their lunch, uh, and then begins to tell them about the victim. Uh, of course, our suit from the cold open. Uh, this time, the forensics instructor at the FBI is forming a team, and which is like kind of like a high-profile thing. So he wants Mulder's help since they used to be partners, so that he can like you know 
really nailed this one. The victim was a friend of the attorney yeah. general. He's connected. He really wants to make sure that this goes off without a hitch. You get the impression though that this guy's kind of a scruffy FBI dude. He's no yeah. He's no he's no agent Mulder. He's no agent Scully. He's not no. um He's not. He's no Dale Cooper by any means. It's like, like if I was in the FBI, like yeah, like, like you kind of got barely scraping along. Yeah, you're, you're kind of like like me and you in the FBI would be like bottom of the barrel, like just getting what getting like solving cases, but not particularly well. You know what I'm saying? Like no. yeah. spending thousands and thousands of dollars at steak restaurants doing it. I mean, just just yep. an inordinate I'm amount just of money. Spending a lot of time at the printer for some reason. Just, what is he doing? Over <laughs> what there? is What's he, he doing? What is he printing? He why is he writing memos? No one gets the memos. Where is he writing the memos to <laughs> just kind of puts it around the fbi office trying to look busy um but yeah so th- this this uh, like task force is being run by somebody who's nicknamed the iron maiden um which isn't really important he's just this guy really wants to impress this woman and like make a name for himself yes. this would be a big deal for him uh, Mulder later tells Scully that him and Jerry went different ways because of their career goals. Um, and also because of a fun fact that he fucked up a case in Atlanta and made a judge lose his hands, which is a little that's bit so, That's so intense, dude. <laughs> it's so dark. Like if you, if you, I don't know, if you, if you cost a judge, uh, you know, a car, something happens to his car, that's pretty bad. If you cost a judge both his hands. Both of his hands? Like what the fuck did you do that was so wrong? Damn, dude. Uh, they decide to go investigate those, so they're they're going to go to uh, Eurisco HQ. They get on what Mueller calls a politically correct elevator because it announces what floor they're going to, um, and it very quickly jams to a stop. PC culture taking over everything. I'm telling you, tired of all of this woke, all these woke elevators <laughs> telling me what floor I'm on. Jesus Christ, can I just live my life, Chris, without knowing what floor I'm on? Can't I? Was a, no, it was, it was, you can't. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Was it rhetorical? Was it rhetorical? Thank know. you, Jesus I'm Christ! Sorry, I can't no. even remember the word rhetorical to make a joke now. The, the woke elevator insists you know what floor you're on. Uh, the woke elevator is also watching them through the cameras. We get there's like, I didn't stitch it together or anything, but you could probably stitch together every every shot of a camera like just moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and get, mm-hmm. you get probably five minutes of footage. If I had it's to guess. solid. It's a solid amount of footage. Wait, are you telling me that the woke mind virus has taken over this building? The woke mind virus has taken over this building. Somebody call Elon to get the... Oh, God. Good Lord. Um, They go to the bathroom, the scene of the crime, um, and see that the servo switch was tampered with, uh, creating a circuit. So basically, they were... Something happened to this panel so that when you inserted a actual key, it caused an electrical charge. Of course, this dude's standing in water, so it blows up. Um, Claude shows up. I don't remember who Claude is. I just wrote him in my notes. Is Claude, I think he's like... Is he the he building manager? Like, yeah, he says he's like the glorified building manager, I think. That's what it is. Okay. I actually didn't write this guy's name down, so I do hope it's Claude. And he shows up here, um, and I didn't catch his name. It's Because I just wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't paying enough attention. And then he, when he showed up later, I was like, I, I fucked written, up. That was, that that's down. on me. They got that me. Is they on fucking me. stuck me. They, they got me on this one. As you um, know, we always take notes on things that don't matter. Like me writing down, oh, her nickname's the Iron Ma- Nancy Spiller, a.k.a. the Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that at doesn't all. That doesn't matter. Doesn't come up. <laughs> Claude, though, ex- extremely important in this episode. Um, Claude, I think, is also a Supernatural alum, by the way, just to, just to let you know. Um, he says that there's a, a pretty short list of people who have access to any of the codes on the COS. We see the COS cameras watching um, everything. Mulder spots the phone being off the hook and wonders um, it, who he was talking to before doing his Ben Franklin impersonation. Thank you, Mulder. Damn. Nailed it. Got Damn. him. Got him. Got him. <laughs> Roasted. Whoa. 
We go back to the office uh, and something kind of mysterious has happened. No aliens or ghosts or government conspiracies. Mulder just lost his profile notes. Um, But Scully says, hey, we don't have time for that. The Iron Maiden is waiting. We got to get out of here. I think it tells you a little bit about Mulder, though, because his office could not be more chaotic. But he's also the type who knows exactly where everything is. Yeah. Um, Those types of people really annoy me, by the way. I just want you to know that. How dare you have such mastery over your own mind? And yet, no cleanliness. And and no cleanliness whatsoever is the thing. Like, like, I don't understand that not the next step. Like, you you know where everything is, but you don't want to put it where where it should be. Like, I don't get that. I don't understand. I I get visibly angry when I see somebody's messy desk. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I got to keep my shit clean because I don't know where anything is. I thought that I donated all 14 Wheel of Time books. And I was just was like, well, I guess I'm never reading those books again because they're gone. And I just found them. <laughs> so I don't know where any of my shit is. And th- that's 14 books, Jeremy. So that's I got to keep books. my shit. I got to keep my shit locked in. Otherwise, I'm, I've lost it. We uh we had some cameras installed at my house. And so, like, I had wires put into my office to get to you know, connect all of to the little base station or whatever. Um, so we moved the desk out of the way, and we haven't actually because everything is so messy back here, and it's been like holidays and like medical stuff. We just haven't put everything back in its place, and it's just the most annoying thing. To, if I come in this room, I get annoyed. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't handle it. Can't handle it. Um, um, as they go into this meeting with the Iron Maiden, they realize that Jerry is presenting Mulder's notes, and Mulder's. I don't want to visibly sound annoyed too... at this. I don't want to sound too crass, but he's acting like a real cock, if you ask me. A real penis. Jerry the penis yeah. is acting kind of by, by his namesake. Someone's going to lose their yeah. hands over this, and it's not going to be a judge. Somebody is going to lose. If the Iron Maiden ends up with handless at the end of this episode, <laughs> I'll just say I'm not surprised. Um, Scully figures out that it's Mulder's notes, uh, but yeah. Mulder you know, just kind of plays it down for, for Scully. doesn't really get into it. Um, but Jerry does play the last phone call. Um that they that the guy had and we hear this voice so he knows that someone was setting a trap for drake so they think this was definitely murder it was not an accident um after this Mulder confronts terry who is like hey those are my notes he's like hey what's the big deal man nobody lost their hands like it's not that big yeah. of a deal yeah. that's his go-to thing now when it goes to <laughs> nobody it. lost i mean once you've once you've had a case where somebody loses their hands a judge loses their hands um anything is just not going to seem that bad compared to that uh, Scully arrives kind of in the middle of this and has one name that they need to go check out and it's Brad Wilczek. Uh This is the the hippie guy from earlier, Brad. Uh, they go to his extremely fancy house and find this fancy guy has cars. A sweet pad. I, I gotta a say, sweet pad. I, I like a I like a like a just a lot of glass, like a lot of open space, some water features running through the place. Like it just looks very relaxing in there to me. Like I could chill in there. I think yeah. I could yeah. find all my papers in there pretty easy. I could definitely find all my papers. It is funny, um, and this is just bleeds into my love for you know early nineties tech that like in the middle of this huge room which is open glass windows or glass walls really and like it's got like a water feature kind of like a water uh-huh. like a like a babbling river going through the middle of it he's just got this desk with like a giant crt on it because that's all they have giant ugly it's desktop just computer. like a horrible ibm ps1 like fucking like <laughs> a horrible like ugly design computer 101 um he invites them in um he's you know weird um he tells them that drake who is the guy who got killed was the total opposite of himself he just wants to learn things he wants to discover things uh he was building cos as like a smart home prototype uh which then drake completely killed off because it wasn't going to make any money um and he's kind of demonstrates like he's got this like whole house kind of ai system set up which is 
interesting because like that's the kind of shit we're doing nowadays right like that's yeah. like we've been doing that for the last few years and it's it's fun like it's but it took 20 years for us to catch up to all this stuff so. yeah. <laughs> um he figures out pretty quickly he's like so y'all think i'm the suspect mm-hmm. obviously i'm one of the few people who could pull this off um but he kind of just goes into like he's not freaking out or anything because he's just like oh this is a puzzle i like puzzle and i'm not worried about this because scruffy minds don't commit murder that sounds like exactly the type of person who commits murder agree just so you just okay all right brad all right but whatever you say uh Mulder asks who who would be able to hack into this and uh brad says that it could be techno wizards or data anarchist and oh I just, dude the, the slang that he throws around oh, that's my it. shit i love it so much dude i feel like i'm the techno wizard of the podcast and you're maybe yeah. the data anarchist i just want to yeah. assign those data roles anarchist because like data is about like compiling and mm-hmm. like anarchist is like about tearing down and i got none of that data compiled you know and i'm a techno <laughs> wizard because i edit the podcast and post it every week <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> because I, I manage our website is what that's i right. do I'm that's a, a techno wizard, I'm a techno wizard now because I, I i click some buttons and make a website appear on a screen um <laughs> scully is we go back to scully's house where she's doing like her doogie hauser md thing where she's like writing up her notes um and she kind of asked the question is brad a genius uh and she doesn't know she doesn't know the answer to that but she knows that i he love has. that she's always just sort of like pondering I know. she's asking some she's asking big questions i mean we d- 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 it's, when you start, you can't just jump to pondering orbs. You have to start pondering yeah. somewhere, right? So, like, yeah. she's she's well related to pondering. But we're going to get. By the time she orbs. starts pondering her orb, we're going to be like, yeah, she's earned this this ponderous pose. She's definitely earned the ponder. Um, she thinks she has the motive and opportunity, though. So she and she finishes her report. She sets down her computer. She's going to go to bed, but the computer turns itself back on, connects to the internet with that delightful dial-up tone, uh, mm-hmm. and starts uploading all of her data to the COS. Um, I feel like Sully's... Sully's... That's my cat's name. Scully's uh, apartment is just a death trap. There's just always something bad happening in Scully's apartment. Every, everything goes after scully like personally yeah. it's it's a little strange we don't even sometimes. know where Mulder lives <laughs> yeah i mean for all we know he have we even seen his house yet we've seen his house i once. don't know we've Maybe. seen his house once when they were like when he thought that they were he was being tapped in the very i think one of the first episodes so yeah 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 um so it's time to head back to the fbi i don't think scully notices that her data is being uploaded at this point um but i don't know how she wouldn't with the fucking sound of that dial-up modem right but. uh get off the phone mom it's time for me to play my game i gotta gotta connect yeah. to doom <laughs> um at the fbi headquarters they've been listening to a lot of brad's lectures these are tech talks before ted talks before there were ted talks yeah. um and they're just listening through and uh Mulder's listening through when jerry shows up i have him now noted as jerry the thief shows up obviously i was very uh-huh. mad about stealing the notes yeah fuck this guy uh Mulder kind of ushers him out of the room and jerry starts to apologize uh and then kind of lays into this whole thing about not being good enough for Mulder. like Mulder was kind of the golden child with the great ideas who had the attention from congressmen all that kind of stuff and he just wasn't that way and Mulder is nice enough not to remind him that he fucked up a job so bad that a judge lost his hands <laughs> like, yeah yeah instead he just says like dude like you could have just asked me for help you didn't have to steal my notes <laughs> like it's he even it says, would have been chill i would have just given them to you right like yeah. i would have just like you didn't have to do this just to like crawl this corporate ladder um this is the second fbi agent we've seen that's like 
one was Scully's friend, and now, of course, this is Mulder's friend, who just are really, like, climbing that FBI ladder. Like, they're just willing to sacrifice whatever they have to do to, to get up there. It's like, what's up there? Yeah, what's up there? <laughs> what's up the that ladder? The smoking man. Yeah, I mean, like, it's nothing good. Secrets. It's, secrets it's, it's just there. more people above you, more ladders. Like, yeah. that's you're just climbing for more ladders. This is why me and you would be terrible at the FBI. We'd see the first ladder and go, mm-hmm. nah, we're good. No, I'm good. I'm good here. I'll be at the printer if you need me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to stay down here in the basement. We're not climbing ladders today. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not going to happen. No. Um, it's funny. The scene, you know, a second ago, Scully's listening to these um, lectures on tape, and she kept rewinding it over and over again over like this part where brad is saying eastern philosophies or something and i wrote down in my notes like why is she doing that what's what's going on here but sure enough she calls um Mulder and jerry the thief over and she plays a portion of audio that she spliced together which sounds exactly like what they heard on the phone call she was taking voice samples so that she could compare it to to the audio they had on the call which seems like pretty advanced tech for 1993 if you ask me needless to say i love this like you can tell you you probably already knew i was going to geek out about the audio spectrogram that they're using and splicing together audio about this like something you can do in like literally four seconds now like on a a computer but i mean like the fact that they've got devices set up and they're doing all this oh i love it so much um Scully's going to get the warrant. Mulder offers to help Priya and Brad because now they think that this is definitely Brad doing doing this. Uh, but Jerry mm-hmm. decides he's going to do it himself. He wants to. He wants all of the glory. So we cut over to Brad, who is trying to get into his system uh, and from remotely. He's trying to get into the COS from his house, and it's not working. He keeps failing. So he jumps in his car. He takes off. Jerry follows him to the Eurisco building. They get in the elevator. Camera's following him the entire time. Uh, Jerry like just plows into the into the main lobby and is like, "Where's he at?" And the, and the security guard's like, "I don't know. Go inside." <laughs> I don't, yeah. Who are you? Shut <laughs> up, sir. I don't know. <laughs> but be careful. The elevator's woke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerry's like, "What does that even mean? I don't understand what woke means what in this context. Mean? How can an elevator be? Is it just a, like I thought? I thought that the elevators were always awake." And he's like, "No, not that kind of woke. Like, like stay woke." And the guy's like, "I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know what that means." I feel Mulder's pretty like because that the that means sort of like like be be wary of of the powers that be that was sort of my uh, how I took that term that is the original right? that is the original yeah. definition of woke uh, as it which is which is pretty much what I mean Mulder is an FBI agent but he's wary of the government wary of of the people in power when Childish Gambino woke. said stay woke he was not talking about uh, anything but just watch the white people around you right like that yeah. was that was yeah. that was watch the people around you which is un- which is pr- proven very true you need to you need to keep watching them. You, need to, you need to watch those white people <laughs> see they the will, way that they have taken this word <laughs> we have, we, and then we took the word and made it mean something totally not what it meant just like we do with all of black people's culture to be honest with you like we, right. we do we do this a lot uh we sh- and we shouldn't we should not do that um brad makes it up to the coss server room logs on finally gets access um this the server says welcome back brad and brad's like this thing is not programmed to talk what is going on i don't have yeah. a sound blaster 16 installed in this server how is the sound <laughs> even coming out where are the speakers also, first of all if i gave this thing a voice it would be a sexy lady it wouldn't sound like me <laughs> absolutely brad that's the first thing he thinks it's like no 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 no. i had a voice no, no, planned no, 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 no. this was supposed to be sexy lady not not me not not nerd me it is weird that went on to invent uh cortana it is weird that all of our like ai assistants are like weird sexy ladies right like it's just very fucking strange it's perfectly natural jeremy do you do you have siri as a guy or girl voice on your phone or do you use siri Um, at all and and i don't i don't use siri Mm -hmm. um 
but I think it's a lady. I think it's the default lady voice. I changed mine to a dude, um, but I'd, I'd also like I use Siri, but I'd, I have most of like the responses turned off. So I'm like, you know, hey, turn off the lights or whatever, and it just is like, okay, <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. say a lot yeah. back to me. So yeah, you don't, dude, you don't need that voice talking to your wife. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's so sexy. It's a sexy male voice. <laughs> she might leave me. Um, Brad is freaking out. Jerry's coming up the elevator. He's try- Brad is trying to shut the COS down. He's the woke l- elevator. He's locked out. He tries to manually shut the system down, like flipping some switches. That's not working out the elevator uh it starts freaking out starts talking about pronouns and about all this other stuff that jerry doesn't really understand he's just thinking about those judges hands back in atlanta uh but he's caught between uh uh floor 29 and 30 uh and then all of a sudden the elevator starts flying downwards and brad watches this whole thing as it completely crashes down uh killing jerry in this elevator crash and then just comes up with program executed (laughs) Damn. Which is extremely funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we cut over to Mulder watching this whole thing because it's on video. Yeah. So he's going to watch his friend die on tape. I mm-hmm. mean, they weren't like good friends, but still his friend. Yeah. I mean, they, they came up together, right? Like they were, they were, you know, yeah. they were at the at the bottom of the ladder together before, you know, they, mm-hmm. they went to different ladder places. Yeah. Um, <laughs> notably, what he sees, though, is Brad actively trying to stop it. Um, and when Scully arrives, she's surprised that she to find that Mulder doesn't believe that Brad did it. Um, and she tries to like shut the TV off and it's, it's like, Hey, look, you, you should deal with this. Like your friend just died. Like you, you know, I know you, you may be in a weird place right now. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he just flips the TV back on. He's like, look, <laughs> I'm going to watch him. Die. I'm going to watch him die some more. It's a totally normal thing for FBI agents to do. You don't need to worry about it. I'm okay. Yeah, it's fine. Chill out. Scully. Um, but as he's all looking there, she says, yeah, all right, listen, um, Brad just signed a, a confession. He's saying that he did it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And sure that enough, can't be good. They go over to Brad's house, and there's just a bunch of dudes in suits there. Uh, mm-hmm. And they tell him he doesn't have access to the crime scene unless he has Code 5 clearance. What does that even what mean? What does that even mean, man? Uh, so Mulder, not having Code 5 clearance, does have a secret pocket friend named Deep Throat. Uh, and he wants to know... I just... <laughs> just he just calls him like yeah i don't know I don't, it's just something very funny we still don't know anything about this guy but he calls him for this this is the, the mission he calls him in on i figured deep throat his whole thing was like aliens nope. like that was that no not Go- at all. government suspicion um which like i think one of the fbi's charges is like you know government oversight right it's, yeah. it's, it's like you know and, and i know it's like some like Secret Service stuff is also has some jurisdiction there. Like, so it's not unreasonable for I think Mulder to wonder what his what the Department of Defense is doing. But also, it's a little out the box for Mulder to like think that he can just ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, he, but that's what he does. He meets up with with Deep Throat, and we learn a little bit more here. This is where it all kind of for me comes together. It's that um, the Department of Defense wanted to use this AI technology for, for weapons technology, wanted to use it as software for weapons technology. Uh, and Brad refused to, to play ball with that um, as he should. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Brad's like, no, I'm not going to develop weapons for this thing. Um, and I'm trying to make a sexy lady to run my house. Yeah. I just, right? I just want a sexy lady to turn on my bathroom lights. I want and- a sexy lady voice to turn on my lights and tuck me in at night. That's it. I'm not trying to make 
weapons. Well, right? like, that's, that's, that's really it. weird, man. You have weird, you have weird hobbies. Like this is you're a very get strange a really weird to. fixation on this man. Uh, Mulder does go meet Brad in jail and like wants to know like why are you confessing? Um, and he and Brad talks about like and kind of just weirdly topical that Oppenheimer gets brought up. Like I know it's funny regretting the bomb. Like you know, I he, still haven't seen Oppenheimer, but it is interesting ever since that like word you know, the title of the movie became like much more of a culture. I'm just seeing references everywhere. to him everywhere. Yeah. And I already knew who he was. So it's not like, I'm just like, Oh no, I just, it's just funny. Uh, I've heard it in songs, seen it in movies and shows. It's just like, wow, we, we talk about this guy a lot. song did you hear the word Oppenheimer in? <laughs> it was a bright eyes song. It was, of course it was. I'll do it. was bright eyes, but I just should have guessed it was going to be a bright eyes song. Um, it's called Napoleon's hat. If you're interested. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go look that up right away. As soon as we finish this. Yeah, um, definitely. And he says, he says that Oppenheimer, you know, he loved his work, but his mistake was sharing it with an immoral government. Um, and Mulder is like, hey, you're you're not accepting responsibility for this machine's crime. You didn't do anything. Like, you need to, you, this is, machine is the one committing the crimes, not you. And mm-hmm. I love this. This is very, you know, this is, this is very cyberpunk, you know, is, is the machine responsible for its crimes? How yeah. do we prosecute a machine? What should we do? How do, how, how do we deal with the sentient machine kind of stuff? Like, Mulder's just straight up asked, like, how do we destroy this? Um, and of course... How do we destroy this and why is it sexy? <laughs> yeah, of course. It's like, well, so uh, I have a virus. It's shaped like a penis and you're going to put yeah. it inside the... And then Mulder's like, wait, hold up. No, no I please, don't... I, please. Hold on. Absolutely not. Um, but yes, Brad can make a virus to destroy it. Um, and he tells Mulder tells Scully later that he believes the COS killed Drake to prevent itself from being shut down in self-defense. So like this yeah. virus, like this computer he's claiming basically has sentience at this point. And Scully is just like, I really think you need to talk to somebody about your friend's death. <laughs> I think you need yeah. to, I think you need to channel some of these emotions in a more healthier way. <laughs> you're really going through it. It's starting to show. Uh, and Mulder's like, yeah, you're right. I do need to talk to someone. And then walks to Brad's, uh, walks off. Uh, goes back to Brad and hands him a laptop and it's like, make me a virus, homie. Make me a virus. Um, you don't have internet access on that, by the way. Yeah, you have no internet access on this whatsoever, so you cannot make it sound like uh, Cortana in this case. I yeah. apologize. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the best. Um, that night, Scully gets a call at around 1.30 in the morning, um, and it's just like static compu- computer noises, um, which I thought, oh, who's calling her? But then I think that that's just the internet connecting is that did the phone have to ring back in the day in yeah. order to connect yeah, to yeah, dial yeah. up i can't remember 100%. i remember we not being able to use the phone line but i don't remember quite what you had to do to get on it would ring because because i was too young to figure it out i'd be like i have to ask my sister to get me logged on yeah yeah you would it would god i'm so excited to talk about this <laughs> you would have to like it, it was literally one of those situations where like if i wanted to accept an incoming connection uh, which was not particularly common just like nowadays like you don't not, not a lot of oh, people are connecting just had, into your network right i just now. had the memory of my sister logging on like really early in the morning on like a saturday and then like trying to answer the phone within like two seconds so that my parents wouldn't hear it and wake up exactly that's, yeah it's kind of it's kind of a similar situation of like <laughs> if i'm going to answer this incoming connection like i need my computer to answer it on ring one right it was like, very yeah, much like yeah. a fax machine like a fax machine can be set up to right right answer after oh, three rings or whatever it's a very similar thing but like if your mom picked it up you're like mom hang up you're, you're messing up my connection i can't I can't do this <laughs> yeah um yeah. Yeah, so she 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 hears this modem sound. She runs to her computer. She sees all of her data being uploaded. She calls in for a trace. Realizes it's coming from Eurisco. So now Boulder and, and Scully are both separately headed to Eurisco. Uh, 
where Typical. we're, we're going to get a full on. I can't believe they had the time to do this. The rest of this episode, like we're going to get just like a full on like hacking thing. It's uh-huh. so this is so crazy. Um, I love that they decide to sneak into this headquarter place uh, by changing the license plate on the car. Mm-hmm. Like the first the first step of this like fucking elite hacker FBI entry is they put the license plate that says Eurisco on the back of Mulder's riddle car. Yeah, I guess we're just trying to trick a machine. Yeah, so. yeah. So the machine um. sees like, oh, that computer has my name or that car has my name of the company that I work for <laughs> that I'm definitely not trying to kill or anything. Yeah. So yeah, let's let it through. But it doesn't. It makes them stop no. halfway through and drops a gate on top of the car. Got him! Nah, got him. Got their asses. Uh, stupid plan, guys. Stupid. You should have made it like AI MILF or something. Then it would have let you ride it. Then it, it. would let you um, <laughs> God. <laughs> Guests at the door. Guests at the but door. It's Eurisco. He's trying to kill Eurisco. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Definitely make so the, it. It, 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 it drops the gate the... <laughs> Get her Whoa. in. Get her in here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so the machine, the, the, whatever, the gate drops on them. Uh, and then they have to kind of rush in and sneak it on foot. Uh, but of course, they're being followed by the, the cameras, by the, by the woke elevator cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get halfway up the stairs. When the lights go out, yep. Um, Mulder has a flashlight. Good thing, he's a boy scout. Good thing Mulder's got a flashlight. He says trick or treat. This is also this is like their Halloween episode. There's it's like October twenty eighth. Yeah, it's October twenty ninth. Yeah, so this is this is fun. Um, um, they 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 finally hit uh, floor twenty nine, which is where the server is, and Mulder stops Scully from opening the door um, because obviously this is how they got Drake to begin with, right? So yeah, he has a yeah. screwdriver, which he uses to short out the door manually. So like it would have electrocuted Scully, absolutely. Unfortunately, when they shorted out, the door is still locked, and so like that mm-hmm. can't really do anything. Mulder notices this camera is watching them and finally covers that up. Um, and now it's time. Ultra elite hacking intro method number two. Time to hit the vents. I love I, lo- I love a company that has just giant vents that people can walk around we, in. Yeah, I love that. Like every like, I mean, this is very diehard, and like every video game does this kind of thing. It's just I I love this. He's like, All right, I'm gonna boost you up into the vents. We we gotta cover the camera so it can't watch us, and then I'm gonna boost you up into the vents. Um, it's it's funny. Um, but yeah, so the Scully goes off into the vents. And then a moment later, we see the the locked door finally opens, and we think it's going to be Scully, but no, it's not. It's the um, what's his name, Claude? Claude, yes. He's the you know the glorified building supervisor is what he called himself. Um, and Scully's up in like a literal wind tunnel. The air has turned on, which I assume is the AI trying to kill her. Um, but she's getting blown back. She's pushed all around in there. It's it's pretty serious. She's dangling above a dangerous spinning fan. Um, later on, she pulls out her fucking gun. And just starts <laughs> blasting it. Dude, I love it. I love it so much that she's just shooting the fan mechanism in this thing. It's so Scully, good. Please. It's so amazing. Like I, The fact that she's going to have to write a report later talking about where so each anyway, of these bullets So anyway, I started go. blasting. So anyway, I, then I started blasting the fans because I was about to... No, she's just, she's just all into it. Um... They the building guy Claude brings Mulder to the COS, uh, which is kind of suspicious, right? Like he's just like, oh yeah, come in, plug a virus into this thing. Absolutely, um, yeah. it doesn't work though. Um, and this is when Scully decides to shoot the van. So Mulder is like, oh, this thing isn't working. Let me unplug it and plug it in harder. <laughs> <laughs> and this time it finally does work. Uh, but unfortunately, the building guy draws a gun on him. It turns out Claude is not just the glorified building manager. He works for the Department of Defense. He's been spying. Uh-oh on this whole system ready to steal this technology when it got to a certain point so that the dod could use it for weapons yeah um 
So, uh, bummer for Mulder because he's stepped in it again. He's always stepping into somebody else's investigation. I love that. Um, but it's just as he's uh, being held at gunpoint, that's when Scully walks in. She's out of the vents. She's already discharged her weapon several times. She's ready to pull that trigger again. It's also the uh, scruffiest we've seen where Scully looks. Like she's, she's battered and bruised, dude. She's got. She looks like she has literally been in a wind tunnel. Like she, her hair is blown in all kinds of directions. She's got some bruising happening. She's she, and she doesn't look particularly happy about it either. She's like, did someone just open the door after I did all of that? Is that what yeah. just happened? Like I went back Are you to the door. Serious, Mulder? And it was just unlocked. You couldn't yell. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't say, hey, Scully, or anything like that. You just just walk to the okay, you didn't hear me firing fine. my gun in the air vents <laughs> jesus christ um but she she gets the drop on the on claude pulls a gun on him yeah um, claude takes one look at her and she's he's like that's a woman who's prepared to pull the trigger i'm gonna go ahead and put my gun down and we get this just a, a general debate where the, the claude tries to convince her like hey the government can handle this machine no big deal and Mulder's like this machine is literally killing people like we gotta kill it uh, so he plugs in the virus again and we get the what are you doing brad we get a lot of computer noises we get like brad screaming why which is yeah. very like it's, 2001 it's calling out to, its, to its creator as it dies yeah um and then outside we see like all of the lights in the building come back on from from the outside mm-hmm. right uh uh, and then that's kind of the end of the main part of this episode. Uh, but we get a couple of like epilogues. So uh, Mulder is telling his friend, the deep throat uh, that Brad has now disappeared. No one knows where he is. The government can't use anything. The virus completely destroyed the COS, uh, but the department of defense is still trying to recover stuff. So they're still in, in, in there trying to recover any kind of technology they can from the COS. Unfortunately, uh, Claude's boss is like, I'm over this. You guys have spent a lot of time on this. I'm real bored by this entire plot line. I don't want to talk about AI stuff anymore. <laughs> Get us back on aliens with the Department of Defense, non-human biologics. That's what we do. Uh, yeah. you got six hours to wrap this up. In a way, just- you could argue that this is this is non-human, but I don't think it has biologics because it's 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 mechanics. It's <laughs> wires. It's not biologics. That's what I'm saying. That's what the Claude's boss is like, I'm out of here. Like, I don't, I don't want yeah. I, I don't want I don't want like just technology. I want non-human biologics. That's what we're looking for yeah. right now. I want I want alien technology, not tech bro technology. A hundred percent. Yes. Not this Silicon Valley shit. Um and then we get like a some sign of life from the from the computer as like the camera because there's not over. there's never going to be an X Files episode that doesn't end with like a little stinger, a little, a little, a little bit of a stinger with a little kiss goodnight yeah. just to remind you that you know hey something's something's still out there this could come back at any time but it never will we see the the camera focus on Claude the building guy and he just says I'm going to figure this thing out if it kills me <laughs> and that's that's the end of the episode um, yeah that's it I th- you said it at the beginning. This is not a particularly deep episode. Uh, I really, I'm, I'm more interested in this as almost like a historical archive of what we thought AI would be doing um, yeah, than I am yeah. anything else in this episode. Uh, it's just fascinating to me. Like they nailed the home automation stuff because that was like I remember people talking about that like just far back as the 90s and like tr- trying to to do stuff with that and having these complicated setups of things that barely worked and that because we didn't have wireless technology yet. <laughs> Nobody had wireless right, stuff. Right. Um, and then also the stuff that it didn't get right, like like not being able to predict. I don't think anybody was really able to predict like the stuff that AI is doing nowadays, and and just the idea of like fucking Scully shooting a fan <laughs> for no reason is just very funny to yeah. me. So it's I so good. I really There's like this episode a lot. Thrown in there like yeah. that. Yeah, um, you just got to appreciate it for what it is. Um, it's it's nothing too deep, like you said. But again, 
Scully, I mean, there's this whole story arc of Mulder's, like, ex-partner who steals his work, but then that guy just dies halfway through. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, that dude just dies. It. It's just like the fucking Iranian terrorism cell from the last episode, right. where it's like, they don't matter. Or it's the weird, like, his daughter was murdered and his wife is in the same cemetery. That doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it's just, doesn't matter. Just abandoned. Doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, but there's, there's always going to be some pull to drag Mulder in, especially if, they, if it seems on the surface like it's going to be a normal case. There has to be a real good excuse why Mulder would get involved. 100%. Yeah, um, but overall, like I said, I really, really dig this episode. Like, I think it's, I think it's so much fun. The the, the '90s technology stuff is is obviously going to work on me every single time, and just having yep. having this weird cast of characters come in and do do weird cast of character things is so much fun. Definitely, um, and and I think that hopefully that charm will will keep us through. M- any any slow episodes i think there's always still going to be like a light and um no no serious stinkers yet so that's good x-files has been seven episodes deep where it was still feeling good yeah any last thoughts on the episode chris i think that's it um thank you everybody for listening we very much appreciate it thank you to all of our patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week who continue to donate every month we, we very very much appreciate your support i haven't had a chance to check uh ratings and reviews on apple podcast or spotify lately but we know people are doing that and I'll, I'll have a chance to shout those out in the next episode maybe but thank you and if you haven't please consider doing so like new podcasts live or die on those fucking itunes reviews yeah, for some it reason. helps a lot really <laughs> especially at the beginning yeah especially at the beginning uh but the most important thing if you if you have the space in your life tell your friends about the podcast um don't tell any of my coworkers. my coworkers have now found out that i do podcasts i'm very paranoid about it it's um, troubling uh, troubling very troubling yeah i'm getting sent like weird x-men merch um which is <laughs> fine i mean like that's, that's my that's my that's my thing i i, I get i get it it's just a very strange <laughs> i don't like that venn diagram chris is what i'm saying but tell your friends it's troubling tell your friends that don't know me in real life about the podcast and make them listen to it Subs- grab their phone it's the holidays it's just, it's almost new year's eve grab their phone subscribe to the, to the podcast on their phones then just, just let them let them, let them, do, let them hear it that way yeah yeah uh that's it we'll be back next week with more x files and until then remember everybody stay spooky Woo. video on still for some reason let me get let me get much closer to the microphone <laughs> uh, do we have video on what's going on here i don't know my friend why does it say that i'm chilling tbh you're chilling to bh what does yours say yours has a scorpion but mine has uh, do you see the little icon next to my stupid name y- yeah yeah i'm gonna make it so that you're gaming yeah just, please I can, please I, I can just change that you can just change it using the little icon Please, please make me gaming. I'm in the zone. I'm gonna be Are RB. You locked? Are you locked in right now? I'm wandering IRL. I'm grubbing. Oh, dude. Okay, Catch hold me on. There's a, hold on. There's a straight up ghost. Oh, it's gonna be RB. Okay, but I still want to be a ghost. I can't be haunted by Santa anymore. Hey, Faith, you just appeared for a moment. Yeah, I, I was trying to turn off this new little podcast recording screen, but instead it just turned my camera on instead. And you don't need to see my horrible face. It's horrible enough for me. I want to. I want to look at whatever I want to look at. Okay, dude. I promise you, you do not want to see my face. <laughs> it's just bad times over here at the at the Greer household. How are you feeling? 
I'm good. Uh, I think I'm like I'm on the edge of getting sick. You know how you kind of get that way sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so it's where you know I, I'm sort of in that same. I've been kind of like teetering on that edge. So you know mm-hmm. I'm about to turn into a huge fucking baby. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty much right there. Um, uh-huh. Like I'm waking mm-hmm. up every morning with a sore throat. Um, and I'm just like nuking it with coffee or, or chai. <laughs> it's yep, just, yep. just frying my throat. <laughs> yeah. Um, and otherwise I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Like the, okay. the side effects and stuff are, um, I see my doctor tomorrow. So hopefully we'll have like something to, to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the goal. Tell um, them to fix that shit. Well, and the, the thing is like, like the shit that we're doing is working for the main thing, right? Like it's working yeah. for the cancer. Yeah. So like, that's, that's fucking great news. I guess that's like that's like public enemy number one so sometimes if there's if there's a couple you know there's some collateral damage i guess you gotta accept it but it still sucks um i was okay with my face being bright red at all times that was fine like that was okay but now with the the dryness and the swelling it makes it so it's really difficult to eat or talk and yeah. and those are two important things that I do in my life, Chris. I don't know. Those, if you know, are, those are very important. Two things. of my two of my favorite <laughs> things that I do are eat and talk. <laughs> those are the, yeah. those are the two things that I like to do a lot. So um, it's made it's made life difficult, but it's not been bad. Yeah. Um, well, that's good at least. Um, it's not happy been... holidays. I mean, this is going out after the holidays, but happy new year. Maybe this will go out like today. So I'll probably just oh, like right. as soon as we Rock finish this, just edit it. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, you don't need you don't need outtakes from me. What do you think I've been doing? Playing Baldur's Gate. That's it. I um, man, I've, I've I've played some Baldur's Gate. I don't have the focus for to play Baldur's Gate right now, unfortunately. But I've been yeah. I've been I've been fiending for it. I got to um, who is the chick that you find? Who is the gith uh, that you find on the on the ship at the beginning? Lazel. So I found Lazel, I think, because she was like in a fight with some other gith about some something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then everybody got in a fight, and then everybody died. And I think Lazel died. And I'm like, I'm just gonna reload this encounter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna... I, I've gotten uh, I've gotten fucked up a lot at that boss fight. Um, I've only in, in Jess's most recent game, <laughs> she couldn't save Lazel, and it took so long to get through the fight that she was just like, "All right, sorry, Lazel, you're staying dead." You're just staying uh, dead. Yeah, sometimes you just, just don't want to reload. Um, that was like a week ago, but just last night she was like, "I feel kind of bad that I let her die." <laughs> I don't feel like I feel like the game is just open ended enough. Um, also, I feel like you can probably speak to this, but I feel like subsequent playthroughs are going to be a lot quicker because um, you you know a lot more about what's going on and what you're doing and how to how, yeah. to, how to maximize encounters. So like, it's not going to be it's not going to take me you know 15 hours to complete act one right like it'll probably just take me five hours to complete act one so i did um i just did my like my first playthrough was like my good guy playthrough but i did such like a bad job with that and like didn't finish anyone's stories and missed out on so much content and that was at 50 hours i played on easy i didn't know what the fuck i was doing and i just finished it a second time basically doing like the souped up version of that where i did every single piece of content that i could find finished everyone's story did all this like side stuff extra dungeons got like the best great sword in the game all this stuff uh, and i still finished it again at 50 hours and i played on a harder difficulty as well so So, um you can definitely cruise through it act one you can be done in like two hours now at this point <laughs> i do uh i think we shouted this out last week but uh i do want to shout out real lich hours my, my buddy gary mm. and cole doing their podcast they released the first few episodes publicly um i think this is the first week that they went behind their patreon paywall um but the first two episodes are really gonna be like i feel like listening to those are going to be really informing how i play Baldur's gate like they're talking about they they are so well versed in like all of the characters and the story and the yeah. kind of the lore of this stuff. Um, and then they're also like 
like Gary told a story in the very first encounter uh, of just using the command spell to make one of the like main dudes you find in like the tutorial mission, just drop his sword and you can just take his sword from him. And it's a really well, it's like a really great sword to use. And it was just one of those things of like, I saw the command thing and I was just like, I don't know how to use that. I'm just not going to do it. (laughs) It's it's a huge, and it's funny because I had never had a character who could use command until a recent character that I started. Um, because I would always play as like a barbarian or a fighter or something, so I don't have that spell. Um, but normally I would just have everyone gang up on that guy so I could kill him and take his sword. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. And I used that sword until basically the end of the game, until I upgraded to like the best great sword in the game at the very end. Um, so that sword's fucking awesome. But then after listening to the podcast, I went and started a new character, started a warlock, so I had the command spell, and sure enough, just made the dude drop his sword. That's great. I love that you can just like, make dude. Like, it's it's yeah. really is just, like, the game just allows you to do whatever the fuck you want to, and that's just, like, yeah. incredibly cool. Like, it's just a really fun, freeing feeling to play in a video game, I think. I started playing as the Dark Urge, which is one of the... Um, like preset characters so no you know you have a starry and you have shadow heart like these characters that you meet within the game the dark urge isn't a character that you're going to meet within the game um and it's literally just called the dark urge and it shows it's like a dragonborn looking character you can customize it to make it look whatever you want but i am only a couple hours into this playthrough so i don't actually know what's going on i have a suspicion but your character is constantly compelled to want to uh, murder everybody that they see. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you have to pass some skill checks to not murder people, um, which is really uh, interesting. Like I met some like little kid who's like standing by the water, and instead of being like, "Oh, you should pull them away from the water," it's like your character starts to match like what it would be like to push them in and hold them down. I'm oh, like, "Oh wow. my god, god, Jesus, that is that is very dark." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that's been interesting. <laughs> I've been uh I've been playing a lot of Diablo with Autumn. Oh yeah. yeah. Um and that game continues to be great co-op fun if you like co-oping. Like it's good local co-op stuff. Uh I mm. don't they've added a lot of more stuff to that game for in-game purposes and I just like it's it's fine it's good if i was playing by myself i would have stopped playing this game a long time ago other but Mm -hmm. but in other news it was my top one it was my number one ps5 game with the bullet in 2024 with like 400 hours (laughs) yeah (laughs) ridiculous mine was uh mine was obviously Baldur's gate which is crazy because i didn't really i didn't start playing it until august and i didn't start like really getting into it until november which just shows that i've i've sacrificed every other aspect of my life (laughs) just played it for for, for Baldur's gate (laughs) makes sense makes sense um, um, I've also been playing, um, I played a little bit more Cobalt Core, which was really, really good. Mm-hmm, I would highly mm-hmm. suggest that, um, if you, if you like those types of games, which are like deck builder, spaceship shooter kind of tactical yeah. games. Um, but I'm in such a weird mood right now with games that I'm just like, like I, I just pick one up and play it for a little while and then put it back down. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to yeah. come back to this yeah. later. So let's just, you know, that's typically what I do. Um, and I don't really know how I've gotten so hooked on Baldur's Gate, but I guess I'm like, I'm, I'm happy about it. <laughs> You know what's you know what's surprisingly good, not in the realm of video games though. Um, are you familiar with that Marvel did? They did this. This is the season two. They did of the What If series. Are you familiar with any of this? I I just I know like the concept, but I yeah. don't really know. So the, the the general concept in the comics is like you know what if Wolverine had a bad hair day? Like they're just kind of funny one offs. Yeah, what yeah. if what if the Punisher had added adamantium claws? That kind of stuff. Um, uh-huh. Just weird you know little stories. Uh, and what they did in the first season was they they did that, and the animation looked like a, it was it was all that like three mount three D model CGI. Some of it was kind of stiff, and I didn't I didn't really like a lot of the episodes. Um, but I was surprised because they built into a story th- at the end. 
uh, which was a surprise. I thought they were all just going to be like little one-off things, but they actually kind of developed a plot, uh, which I thought was really cool. And then season two has come along and this season two episodes, the the names got announced pretty early and I I looked at it and I was, I I, I talked to people about this and I was like, this is just garbage. Like, what are these names? These are the dumbest (laughs) names possible. And like, one of them is like, what if Captain Carter who is Peggy Carter in the right. main movies. So she's now Captain America, basically. Um, but her shield has a, like a British flag on it, which is very funny to me. Um, <laughs> the name of the episode is, what if Captain Car- Carter um, had to fight the uh, fucking Hydra Stomper? And it just doesn't, it's just, this sounds like the most boring thing ever. Uh, but what yeah. the episode actually is, is like, what if Captain America was the Winter Soldier? Which is like, what oh. if Captain America was, uh, you know, kidnapped by the Russians or, or the Nazis or whatever and made into a killing machine over the years? Like, and then Cap- and then Captain Carter has to find him and like rescue him and all this other stuff. And it was super interesting. And then they like, yeah. at, at the end of the episode, like something kind of like dramatic happens and it's like left on a cliffhanger and it's like holy shit it's really it's really really good i'm just yeah, yeah. i've been really really surprised by it i was i had no expectations for it and so it's been coming out like one episode a day this week which is perfect for me and oh, my, my, my brain power so yeah we've been trying to slowly watch the witcher we're on season two because mm-hmm. you know i really liked season one when it came out and we watched it at least twice um jess and i and now we've been trying to get through season two and just like can't do it and it's so weird because i just started reading the books again and that's what like got me interested in it and i don't mind the the changes it's not the type of thing where i'm like well that didn't happen in the book even though jess makes fun of me because i constantly say that that stuff doesn't really bother me it just feels like a poor adaptation in like in like the dialogue i guess the way Mm -hmm. that everybody talks it's just like everybody's just constantly just going fuck like like yennefer and Geralt are like written the same way to say the same shit all the time and Weird. I don't know. It all just feels it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like the Witcher in a very weird way. Like I'm fine with the storylines, I'm fine with the changes they're doing, everything, whatever. We're having a good time. But just when people start talking to each other, I'm just like, something doesn't feel right about this. And I, you know, who am I to, you know, comment on anyone's writing skills? But it just feels like a weird adaptation. Um I've also heard I don't season know. two has because um, season one had the weird time thing, yeah. Where you, yeah. we, we kind of didn't know that there were two or maybe even three timelines. I can't remember now uh, happening at the same time. But like I've heard season two like introduces even more complexity to that. Of just makes it kind of even harder to keep up with all of the like it's not it's not the Witcher going on a hunt. It's like, like no. much, it's, it's it's much more of a Game of Thrones kind of spread out political yeah. thing. Yeah. It's it's and they've changed a bunch of stuff and 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 to like complicate the storyline in a way and I'm like maybe this is this is good you know but it's just it's just really throwing me off I don't know I don't know um there's just the I don't know it's it's really hard to put into words but it's something about it just doesn't like feel right I don't think it's like terrible but it's just not uh it's not hitting and it's kind of a shame because it's clear I mean I haven't finished season two. I have not seen season three, but um, Henry Cavill, I take him or leave him, whatever. But it's just like the fact that your lead is leaving, just something, just nothing's, nothing's feeling good nothing about the show. Nothing's feeling good about it. Is, but maybe um, it'll come back, it'll be revitalized, and it'll be better than ever. Who knows? Is is season three out? Yeah, I think season three is out. Oh, shit. <laughs> I had no idea. I yeah. thought they were still yeah, in neither, season I one. didn't know either until I went to watch season two. That's that's intense that neither one of us who are arguably big Witcher fans like I don't think yeah. I'm not as big of a Witcher fan as you are but I really like the books and I like the the time we spent on the the, the books on that podcast mm-hmm. but uh, yeah I, I still like that like that first season a whole lot and then watched mm-hmm. the first episode of the second season was like no this isn't doing it for us not not gonna yeah. not gonna happen so. yeah I'm not sure what it is and again it's I'm still watching it I'm still putting on the next episode the next night it's not like 
I'm just like, nope, this is trash. I'm not watching it. I just, I feel like, <laughs> I just hate feel like a, like a gamer dude who's pissed off about stuff. Sure. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something, something strange about it. I, uh, we finished Better Call Saul. Oh. Um, that, I don't know if you're a fan of the Breaking Bad universe stuff at all, uh, but that's, that shows real good. <laughs> I've seen none of it. None of it. Okay. Well, um, it's good. I, th- I think it's, it's a fun watch. And it's pretty breezy. I too. think a lot of people, didn't a lot of people say that Better Call Saul was even better? It's easily better than Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Breaking Bad, I think at the time, felt very grounded but like with some distance from it it feels very very silly in some cases like i i I thought when i was about to when we restarted breaking bad i was like oh it's gonna take like six or seven episodes for him to go full like evil right because that's the thing is like Uh the main character is like oh i'm gonna make some meth and then just turns into just a fucking horrible person throughout the rest of the series (laughs) um and he's and he's it's just a it's weird because he's like you would think he's the protagonist and he could be the protagonist and still be horrible. Like I've realized that, but like you would like, he's kind of framed as like in his own hero story. But if you actually watch the show, like he's just a miserable motherfucker every single chance he can be. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. Um, but it's, it's two episodes in and they're murdering and liquefying a guy. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, it, it goes quick. <laughs> they had to keep those viewers. What was it on AMC or something? No, it wasn't. It, AMC. it was on it AMC. Matter. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, the Better Call Saul is much more of a character thing. Um, yeah. There's still like the crime and crazy, you know, holy shit, something's popping off kind of thing. Uh, but it's much more of a character story. And Rhea Seahorn, who plays opposite of um, Bob Odenkirk as, as the as Kim, is just absolutely amazing. It's incredible she didn't win any awards for this because, I mean, her performance. I, yeah, I, I saw is, people talking about that. Again, know nothing about it, but I do remember people talking about that. She is just absolutely amazing. Like I can't. I it, it just. It's worth it just to watch her. Uh, um, just go go to work on it. Um, I did, ended up not liking the finale of the show as much as I hoped, but I can't really get into that without talking about like, right, right. like details about Better Call Saul, which this is not the podcast for. Maybe so. one day I'll take the plunge. It's good. I mean, like it's short. Uh, I'd say short. It's Breaking Bad is like five seasons, but it's only like ten or twelve episode seasons. So like mm. you can you can breeze through them pretty quick. At the compared time, to our usual fare, compared short. to twenty episode seasons like we're used to. Uh, and at the time when it was coming out, there were huge breaks. Like there was they they took like for season five, I think they took a year off in between. Wow. Um. So like it feels like that's the reason that I kind of went back to it because I had watched it over the course of it coming out over like seven years or something. So mm-hmm. compressing all of that down into, you know, we were doing like two episodes a night for a while. So we, were, we ran through the series quick. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun. It's good. It's, it's a, it's a fun show to watch. I think so. Um, yeah. Back in the breaking bad heyday, I was a mad men guy for some reason. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. It's just always been really weird when I look back, when I think about the thing, because, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I always watch like, you know, the NBC comedies and I was really into community and stuff like that. Um, But generally speaking, I just was like wasting my time playing video games and not watching TV. But for some reason, it was like I just got really into Mad Men. I don't know what it was. You really dug it. Uh, Mad Men was really good. Everybody just looks so cool smoking, you know? (laughs) Mad Men was really good. Mad Men has that same thing where you think the main character is like the hero and then you slowly Mm -hmm. realize over the course of all of you're like, wait a a minute, this guy's a total dickhead. This guy, is, this guy is a psychopathic asshole. Um, but that show goes places. I really like it. And, and tons of good character work in that show, like throughout. Oh, yeah. So, um, shout lots, out to Peggy. Shout out to Peggy, who does good work. <laughs> we also started watching Castle Rock again, which I think any Stephen King fan, any yeah, big, I gotta watch it. Any big Stephen King fan kind of owes it to themselves to get in there and, and kind of watch it because it's. Uh, it's it's good Stephen King stuff. The second season is it introduces the character from Misery, um, which is oh. real exciting. Is it like 
I mean, no, I, I was gonna say it's a canon, but I mean, it's so it weird, can, man. It feels it like... cannot be canon, but also be canon because it's Stephen King, so it's yeah, everything exists all at once. Yes, it could be. It could be like you know Stephen King's multiversal rodeo kind of thing, because yeah, um, yeah. it's just got layers of stuff going on top. Like the kid who plays it in the movie it is like the main antagonist in oh the that's first right season. yeah i forgot um, right but it's but he's not playing it in this but he could also be playing it yeah yeah <laughs> like it's a question maybe he's like doesn't, isn't he in shawshank or something or he yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah we watched the first episode of it and i remember being like wait isn't that fucking pennywise <laughs> that's pennywise yeah it's it's crazy uh and then the guy the 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 dude, the, the arguably the hero of the first season, is the guy that plays um, in the sequel to it. Um, I can't remember the black dude's name. I can't remember any of the kids' names, but he's the. And maybe it's Henry. Um, is the older I think that's guy. Henry. Yeah. Um, but he. Oh wait, no, it's Henry. Henry's the bad guy. Henry Bowers is the bad guy. Fuck. I oh, should yeah. know. This I can't remember, remember any book. of the kids' names, and I'm reading Gunslinger yeah. right now, so all of my shit is confused. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, we had that little that tiny conversation about the Gunslinger, and you I'm were like, so, "Oh, I'm so reading so the revised version of the pissed off." I'm and so I was like, angry. I'm sorry to say this, but. <laughs> I first read the revised version. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go find a, a, my copy of The Gunslinger and, and go through it. Because I feel like the reason I love The Gunslinger so much as the first book is because it was so weird and isolated. And then he went back and just like made all of these weird connections to the stuff that he wrote later. And I'd, yeah. I get why he did it. I understand. I just hate it. I just hate it a lot. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting because it's so... Again, that was the first book I read, so it still felt isolated. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about when I first read it, or what he was referencing, or anything like that. It all seemed so weird to me. But then as soon as you read it after finishing the series, you're like, oh, wait. (laughs) He added in so much shit. And there is a part, like, I used to have the first page of that book memorized for some reason, um, but I I think I have the original version of it not the revised version because it's the man of black flood across the desert and the gunslinger fall the desert was the apotheosis of all deserts huge and standing to the sky for what looked like parsecs in all directions and for some reason he changed the word parsec yeah <laughs> when he rewrote it i'm like no keep that word it's weird what are you doing <laughs> it's so strange that what he did to that book man i just i just don't get it also i'm having weird issues with my volume hold on a second was it because i was shouting no it's uh we did that um we guessed it on that Carrie and Wayward thing. Um, oh yeah, how'd that go? It was really cute. I'm, I'm impressed that they they managed to do that. So they had, uh, they had three separate locations. Um, two of the locations that they were like streaming directly to the third location, and then the third location was collecting all of that, putting it on like a stream overlay, and then streaming that out on YouTube, and then managing wow. all of the sound and stuff, and then like adding a fourth location to that when me and autumn popped in to guest um damn yeah so i was just like from a technical perspective and i even told mary this i was like y'all are going hard for your first stream like we just got on twitch and just talked in a microphone like we just streamed from playstation (laughs) (laughs) yeah y'all are going hard uh but it was it was really cute they had made cookies and they had multiple cameras set up so you could see like different angles and um that's awesome it was it was really really cute and they raised like the 500 bucks they were raising for uh the archives uh which was which was really cool um all of that stuff is on there i think uh they did the vote and drew lost so he has to do a dramatic reading from a one specific scene from supernatural and um if he if if, if he doesn't do i'm gonna go dark side i don't i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself that's just the best one oh yeah please 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 drew (laughs) let's um remember when i started this podcast and i said let's not do a lot of outtakes you said hey man no outtakes today feeling that was 20 minutes 20 minutes ago and we've talked about every single piece of media that i've consumed over the last two weeks you gotta let it out um, i promised you i wouldn't be funny and then set myself up for my own joke where you said 
that wouldn't be a problem. It wouldn't be a problem. I don't not, not never been worried about that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's rude. <laughs> All right, uh, you want to get into it? I'm ready to rock. I finished most of my coffee, so let's see what you know what happens. Okay, we're either gonna shit ourselves or we're gonna do a podcast. Woo!